Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. It's promo time. The promo this week is for a podcast called Scary Stories, one that I found only recently, but I've gotten into so quickly. It's beautifully produced, it's hypnotic, it's fascinating. Take a listen and you'll find out for yourself that you'll have a new podcast for your ear holes. Dig it away! I wish I could tell you everything is okay. I wish I could comfort you and tell you there is nothing to fear. But I can't. And if you are really being honest, that's not what you want. You want to be scared. You like being scared. So, join me, your elusive host. And I will tell you why you're haunted by so many monsters. Scary Stories is a bi-weekly podcast about the psychology of fear and the stories we use to explain it. So, take a seat and let me tell you about this thing that happened to a friend of a friend of a friend. Find it everywhere you listen to podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Engage intro voice. They spend all this money on special effects, but not one cent on making sure the accents are done correctly. I mean, who wants to make a living from doing really bad accents? And we are recording. Uh oh. Martha's old and new. Lend me your ear holes. This episode contains pirates, and it's rated R. Time to walk the plank of humorosity and cannonball away your blues. On with the pod. Well, hello, my friends. I hope you're well and are happier than a lion who has just found a two-for-one sale on antelopes. This week's episode is not about pirates... There have been rumours about it, but in fact, it's banshees. <coughs> right, you know what time it is, my wee worthers. Time for those learning hats. Let me just get my one here. That's one small step for Finn. Oops, that's my space helmet from when we went to... Actually, that tells for another time. Let's see here. Ah, here it is. The origin of the Banshee is believed to come from the 8th century. In these times, when someone died, women would be hired to sing a sorrowful song. They would lament someone's passing through the medium of singing. Adele continues that to this day. They were called Keeners. Keening, in this context, means to do the singing, throw in some wailing, some weeping, the occasional gnashing of teeth. These professional keeners were paid in alcohol, and, at this time, alcohol was seen as the devil's work, and therefore the keeners were sinners, and to be doomed as banshees forever. To me, that actually seems pretty harsh. You go to the lengths to hire someone to portray grief at the passing of a family member, and then you diss them afterwards. Next time, you do the singing, young fella, my lad. Something I'd like to mention about the Banshees is that, much like the Grim Reaper, they do not cause death. They simply show up when a death is about to happen, giving you a bit of a heads up, as it were. It is understandable that Banshees may not be seen in the most favourable light because of this, but it does seem a tad unfair. Having said that, you do tend to get two identities of Banshee. I have put these into the Good Shees and the Bad Shees. The good type of Banshee 
will show up showing genuine sadness and will lament having to be the bearer of the news that someone will pass. Then there are the banshees. These are the banshees who will show up and, not to put too fine a point in it, say, na 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 na, and dance about while flicking your nose. There are several descriptions given to banshees, and typically the good banshee and the bad banshee appear as a sort of visible representation of their actions. Good banshees have been described as looking beautiful, if pale, with silver hair, a silver grey cloak and a matching shroud, for example. Whereas the banshees are haggard old stumps with red eyes, white hair, a green dress, and of course red and green should never be seen, unless you're showing up to ruin someone's day. Other descriptions include a woman in all black, with a black veil, and you've got to wonder, does she bump into stuff? There's also a difference between the Irish and the Scottish versions of banshees. The translations are different. From the Irish, the Gaelic banshee means woman of the fairy folk. Which sounds lovely. The Scottish translation, however, is a tad less elegant and means washerwoman. The Scottish banshees would be seen by a lake or a river, washing the bloody clothes of those who are going to pass away. Luckily, Scotland has come a long way since the times when even the mythical women were doing domestic chores. As time passed, there became another way for banshees to become banshees, and that was by means of a form of talent show. Before there was Britain's Got Talent, American Idol, before there was The Voice, there was, and still is by the way, The Whale. The Whale started in the mid-20th century. It was recognised by the Guild of Banshees that the population was increasing dramatically and they were running themselves ragged trying to make sure every family member got the banshee call when required. Sinead Spooky Pants, head of the guild, had so many banshees off sick with exhaustion that she had to get in some temps. Don't get me wrong, they were good, but they were still experienced and something needed to be done. So, Sinead went on a recruitment drive. With the help of some local witches' covens, that's where a lot of the temps came from, They organised a tour of Ireland to find out who had what it took to become a banshee. Word spread quickly about what was happening, and it didn't take long before the amount of applicants swelled as they passed from village to village. It turned out, and who knew, that village life was pretty dull for young women, and to get a chance of a way out was snapped up. Obviously, the logistics of such an endeavour were incredibly tricky, but that is where the witches stepped up to the magical plate. With the combined forces of such power, the joined covens would cast spells of temporary befuddlement over each village. This would lead the inhabitants to be in a form of waking sleep for 24 hours. Best way to explain it would be like this. Have you ever completed a day-to-day task and haven't been fully aware of doing it? such as driving home from work, and before you know it, you're home. But you can't really remember the journey. 
muscle memory for an everyday task. That is what the spell was like, people doing their day-to-day but not really being aware. This freed up the chance for the potential banshees to head to the competition. Once the spell was in place, a small recruitment team would go through the village, offering the opportunity to the women of the place. Most of the takers were younger in age, but there would be some older who wanted to get something just a bit more interesting out of life. From here, they would be taken to the temporary venue for the additions. How did I find all this out? Well, turns out having an Irish father helped. I reached out to the Banshee Guild, explained who I am, and it turns out it was Sinead herself who had visited my da and helped him over the Rainbow Bridge. She remembered him, had heard of what me and the fur babies do, and was happy to give us an open invite to an addition. How cool is that? Me and the wee man got the bike ready for our trip, packing our safety gear, a.k.a. sandwiches with extra sandwiches. Only kidding, the safety gear this time were two sets of ear protectors. Sinead informed me that while me and the wee man, as involved as we are in the supernatural field, were still human and canine, the banshee whale is not something we would be able to cope with, so we would need this protection. The other slight issue is that because there were powerful spells in use, I couldn't use the time travel function on the cryptocycle, which just left the little problem of the Irish Sea being in the way between Casa CK and the village we were heading to in Ireland. Take the ferry, I hear you cry. I would, but the boy gets terrible seasickness. So what I did was pay a visit to the Anansi and seek their help. And help they did. With the use of powerful magic and a surprising amount of electronic know-how, the Cryptocycle now has an impenetrable bubble. If any of you are familiar with the film The Explorers, it's a similar principle. If there's a time when I need to use the bubble, for example, travelling underneath the Irish Sea, I simply press a button and voila, the bubble surrounds the bike and any occupants. Luckily, the magic used to make this doesn't affect the spells. It was the time travel that could have caused a huge amount of havoc. Right, my Marthers, me and the kiddo headed west to the coast near Anglesey. It's exactly 2.43am, cold and dark. Ideal, as there's no one around to watch a man with his dog sitting on a bike with a sidecar about to ride into the sea. I press the bubble button, and... I asked for the wom wom noise. Bubble ready. Okay, my friends. Here we go. I say, that was an interesting journey. I saw things I even I thought were no longer around. I will keep that for another time, though. Me and the wee man arrived at the venue. It really was in the middle of nowhere. In fact, I think it was in the middle of nowhere, left a bit, round the corner and down some stairs. They really had found the perfect spot. 
place just looks like a rather standard countryside scene. Fields, trees, and it's only because I was sent directions that I know where to find the entrance. Once I got to this area, I find the tallest oak tree take 42 steps west, then 19 steps north, 30 steps southeast, jump up and down three times, spin around with my eyes closed saying Kalamazoo. I do all this, and as Mazoo trips from my mouth, I hear a voice say, I can't believe you did that last bit. I opened my eyes to be greeted by the smiling face of Sinead Spooky Pants. A smile back. Oh, you cheeky banshee. You got me. I just wanted to see what you would do. As daft as it sounds, the fact that you did something so silly just clarifies what I've heard already. An openness, regardless of how daft it seems. This is the wee man? Finn strode over on slightly unsteady paws. He had joined me in the spinning, and nuzzled Sinead's hand. As always, Finn wins over whoever he meets, and I could see the smile spread on this powerful banshee's face. Let's have a more in-depth chat after the process. The final is about to take place. You have your ear protectors. I held up two pairs. Sinead reached into a deep pocket and as she whispered a short incantation, she sprinkled some green flakes over them. Just a little something extra to make sure. You will hear a very muted version of the banshee whales. Do not take them off again until I tell you it's safe. Put them on. Follow me. I put mine on and then strapped fins in place. We followed Sinead and before long we were in a very large room. There was a stage at the far end, empty for the time being. Rows of chairs that were filled with, I'm assuming, potential banshees. Torches lined the walls and I could feel the heat coming from them. I could hear nothing. It made me feel a tad discombobulated and I could feel Finn pushed against my leg. I think he was feeling it as well. As we made our way toward the stage, I saw that there were three Bigger seats behind a desk. I didn't see them initially due to the heads of the potentials. Sinead led me towards it, and when we moved to the front of the desk, there were three banshees in remarkable outfits. Greens, reds, blacks, all striking. Their ethereal faces looked at me as Sinead, I'm assuming, explained who I was. I saw that they had nameplates with, I'm guessing, stage names for the event. From left to right there was Hate Bush, Mariah Scary and Celine Ding Dong, your family's dead. That last one's double-barreled. They seemed pensive to start with, but realised that me and the boy were friends, not foes. They nodded, and I nodded in return, and then Finn did something I've never seen before. He actually bowed. He surprises me almost every day, this one. Sinead led me to seats at the left of the venue, where I could observe. Me and the boy settled and got ready for the show. The torches were dimmed, and the first finalist made their way to the stage. She must have introduced herself, and Mariah Scary gave her a nod as if to say, Take it away. The contestant opened her mouth, and even with noise protectors and an extra covering of help, I could make out a faint wailing noise. 
It was indeed a wail, but it was tuneful. The contestant continued, her face contorting as she wailed her banshee lament. I could feel myself feeling almost hypnotised and had to shake the fuzz away. Not long after, she finished, and the crowd went wild. Silently to me, but I could see them on their feet and clapping. The show carried on, but there was no matching the efforts of the first contestant, and she was crowned the winner. However, as numbers were still short in the Banshee realm, all five finalists were taken on. The show was just to make the process a bit more fun. Once it was all over, Sinead came to get me so we could chat about this and that. And that is something I will share at another time. But that's all for this week, folks. Thanks for joining me. And if you could hang fire for a wee bit for a couple of mentions after the music, that would be grand. Till next time, my friends. Slantia. Your good health. Okie dokie, folkies. I shan't keep you for too long. Got a new patron. I'm very happy to say that it is Kate from the Ignorance Was Bliss podcast. Thank you, Kate. Um, you rule, basically. Um, to everyone else who's continued to support me through Patreon, and everyone else, of course, thank you so much. It's it's a huge deal. Um, if you if you feel like giving, then pop over to patreon.com forward slash Martha Monsters. Have a gander, see what you think, and if you feel like donating, I'm not going to stop you. Um, I have mugs on order for my $10 patrons. They should be in today or tomorrow, and I'll be sending them off to you uh, with a little extra gift as well for the delay. The last thing I'd like to say is it turns out the rating and reviews on iTunes or anywhere does actually help the podcast, it turns out. Um, thanks to those who've left reviews and ratings, I managed to break into the top 100 of the UK iTunes charts, which was bananas and wonderful. I can't thank you enough. Um, so if it's the... <laughs> The higher I'm in the charts, the more people get to see it, um, more people listen, more people I can share this with and try and make folks smile. So if you would be good enough to leave a review or just a rating, then yeah, it does actually make a huge difference. And if you could do that, that would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, that is all for just now. There will be a popcorn episode next week, next Tuesday. Um and then there'll be another, another Mirth's episode two weeks after that. So, for the time being, amazing Mirthers. I'm done with the jibber-jabber now, so. Till next time, my friends. Daddy Fling. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.